welcome to the diving pod. I'm Cassie Curry, former University of Indianapolis diver. And I'm Heath Calhoun. And I'm Aaron Rooney. As always, this podcast is brought to you by Sideline Scout. Get over to sidelinescout.com. Use our link tree in our Instagram bio. That helps us out. It lets them know that we're still passing around the good word of Sideline Scout. Um, again, still enjoying the clipping feature on the new poolside live version. And then Heath, what do you have to say about the box over there? What kind of things are you work in as you're, uh, as you're on your winter training break, maybe coming back from, from the, uh, holidays. Yeah. Um, we're just really utilizing the box right now. We just kind of got our optionals going the last few days. Um, just as a chance for the athletes to take their videos home, um, just a way to tag the videos. You can use different scoring, you know, there's, uh, poor fair good better best there's golf scoring there's regular diving scoring by half point increments um so just kind of lets them get some more information as a coach we can use it um to help with the training as well so thanks for asking aaron so um jumping in here you know cassie just kind of walk us through your diving journey and how you got to where you kind of are now specifically more importantly the recruiting process yeah so my diving journey, um, it pretty much started with gymnastics. <laughs> um, I started gymnastics when I was super young, like mom and tot. I just like could never stop moving around when I was a kid. So my mom put me in that and it was perfect and I loved it. Um, I did that competitively for about like nine years and then got to my freshman year of high school um and was still doing year-round gymnastics and tried to also start doing diving and then um running track in the spring so just a lot of stuff that year um and eventually gymnastics kind of just had to go um but how I got into diving was a little bit funny my athletic director at my high school knew that I did gymnastics um and he kind of later on I found this out <laughs> he kind of reached out to my mom um and he's like well I know that gymnasts are really good divers and in our like county and our region we barely have any divers and she would like score great points for the team <laughs> um and funny enough we like didn't really have we didn't have diving boards at my high school's pool so I had to go somewhere else every day essentially to train diving so super fun doing that. <laughs> um, when I first started diving, somehow I got to 14 years old and I still had to plug my nose when I jumped in the water. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so slightly embarrassing. Um, went up from there, figured out how to not have to do that anymore. Um, and my high school career, Michigan is not a super high level diving state. Um, at least in my opinion, when I came to Indiana, I was like, whoa, what is this whole new world that I Yeah, for sure. Um, but I would go to the state meet every year, um, climb up in placing a little bit every year. Um, but by my senior year, I still wasn't even doing a 203 and a 303. <laughs> oh my gosh. So um, definitely that like gymnastic style of diving, uh, learning a front double before I would even think of doing a front one and a half um, and kind of just hopping around to mm -hmm. other high school coaches that were willing to take me because right. we didn't really have any diving program at my high school. 
Um, and then when I was at meets, for the most part, I was kind of just like on my own and had to like at my first high school meet, I had to have um, one of the opposing girls like help me fill up my sheet and, and all that fun. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah. So then um, let's see, like my senior year. Um, a few colleges had reached out to me and I was like, oh, like I could actually do this in college. Um, so then started then reaching back out to other colleges, was kind of looking at like Grand Valley, Saginaw, mm -hmm. UND. Um, and I had connected with Dave. I didn't even know about diving with Dave, surprisingly <laughs> enough. Um, we just like, knew that I wanted to do athletic training and UND has a master's of athletic training program. Nice. Um, that was like a big plus. And then also having a good diving team. Um, yeah. So reached out to Dave. I think we did like a, uh, what's it called? Uh, unofficial visit. Mm -hmm. And then came back for an official visit in the fall. And I just felt like out of all my official visits, it was the most, familial feeling um and just had a really good connection with who the divers that were there already like right. josh peyton Kristen. Mm -hmm. um yeah ha just just felt the most like home yeah um and yeah had i feel like off the bat had like a a good good connection with dave yeah awesome yeah So talk to us about your time while you were there as an athlete, um, specifically, you know, having a guy like Dave McCown as your coach, what was that dynamic like? It's actually really interesting to hear kind of a humble beginning story for you, because in my mind, at least, I don't know about Heath, but you're kind of this like giant in division two in my brain. Like, I just remember an insane amount of talent, an insane amount of like everything you did was top notch, world class. So let me know what it was like while you were there and training with Dave. Uh, first off, I really appreciate the compliments. Um, that's something that was really hard for me to realize until like, I didn't realize that until I was pretty much done diving. Yeah. Um, but attributing basically mostly all of that talent to Dave's skill as a coach. Um, the resources that we have at UND and then the fact that I grew up as a determined gymnast and then mm -hmm. just continued to be a determined student athlete um yeah. I guess more about like my the the dynamic of being an athlete with Dave McCown um I think one of the biggest things that I've taken away from seeing Dave coach other than like basically any mechanics and like diving stuff that I know currently um, right. is just like taking he's so good at taking the time to just like make that human to human connection and like it's okay to take like 30 minutes out of practice like once a week once a month if like you just need to talk about life like get your head right talk about 
diving instead of just like physically doing things the whole time um not not making it too formal i mean anyone who knows dave <laughs> wouldn't be like the first option to describe him as super formal um so just like allowing allowing us to have fun um and him taking the time to make that human connection um being his athlete and then for the year that we were coaching alongside each other um me being the GA for the past few years um then kind of allowing me to learn from that and then build really good relationships with the divers um I think that but him and I are both more on the emotional side just mm -hmm. as humans um so I think that as a with um with an athlete to coach relationship um we meshed really well because we both had that more emotional piece yeah yeah um you know I guess a follow-up I would have for you is what was that dynamic like for you transitioning from athlete to essentially being a coach on deck and how did you handle those like boundaries with the athletes that you were teammates with yeah yeah that is a really good question um it's definitely been intentional to navigate um and i kind of now uh analyzing it i think i have a little bit of a better relationship with the divers that weren't my well the divers and swimmers that weren't my um teammates um and for the ones that I was teammates with I guess just making sure that I don't get too comfortable but then also really using my position to an advantage to kind of be that middle ground I I can empathize with you because I was just in your shoes a year ago right. um, understand what you're going through so closely and I'm not necessarily I don't have all of the powers of a actual coach um, right. so I can be like your friend here a little bit I can take the time to have that emotional connection make you feel comfortable like be there for you more than just physically as a coach um, to then get the most out of Dave's great coaching and Corey's great coaching yeah. and, and stuff like that. So I think that it's also really good this year. We have a mix of GAs who were on the team and weren't on the team previously. Um, and that hasn't always been the case. And I really, really like the dynamic that it creates that we've awesome. got right you yeah awesome awesome so and then now you know you're kind of at this stage where you've transitioned from being an athlete and competing at an extremely high level to now you're transitioning into coaching but looking back at your athletic career you know what are the things you're most proud of yeah that is a really good question um i would say aside from the very like concrete achievements, like mm -hmm. BC Diver of the Year, my three years that I competed, um, multiple All-Americans, things mm -hmm. like that. Um, I would say overall, I'm most proud of myself 
for being able to have learned how to be determined and disciplined through gymnastics and then through diving and then use that to help myself get an education. And along the way, like learning to love this sport, um, but giving myself something that's going to last for the rest of my life, last longer than diving um, mm-hmm. to kind of put me through school and use it as a tool to get an education. Yeah, that that's awesome. And then I guess um, a follow-up that I have for you kind of related to that is, you know, normally when we interview athletes, we, we've gotten to interview people from Indiana, Miami, teams like that. And it's like, you know, what's it mean to be part of this legacy, you know, of Miami diving? Well, I think it's a little interesting for you guys is what does it mean for you to essentially be kind of in that first wave of divers that really helped build something special, you know, and kind of make you indie diving into what it is respected as now kind of being that first wave of Dave McCown recruits to really put you indie on the map as far as diving is concerned. You know, what does that mean to you to be a part of that, you know, kind of first group to do that? Yeah. Yeah. It, it makes me very proud to have had that opportunity and, you know, while we're doing it, well, I'm a freshman and a sophomore, like, we don't even know that that's yeah. happening, but now we can look back on that mm-hmm. and just really appreciate what we've built and, and even like the whole swim and dive team growing yeah. in numbers so much being like one of the largest NCAA teams, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean you hit that I mean we talked about it before you came on air like you Indy was always a team that there would be one or two kids and they weren't particularly strong at diving you know if Aaron remembers they maybe had one guy here or there but now it's like we know that name and in D2 swimming and and for that matter D1 you guys go compete against D1 teams and beat them so I yeah. think it's it's neat to see where that program has come from to where it is now to for a lot of D2 teams D3 to be like you can take a team that maybe historically has not been good and make it a national title contender. And relatively speaking, eight years is not a long time. So that's pretty incredible that you're part of that. That's starting that group forward. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So the thing that sticks out to me, the absolute most when I think Cassie Curry is that 405 C on one meter and whether, whether that's a good memory or a bad memory, I would love to hear the, the, like what led up to doing that dive, the discussion, the decision to do that dive. I mean, I saw that dive in warmups and I, my jaw hit the floor. Like I was, regardless of, of what ended up happening, I was totally in on the fact that you were doing this dive because I think you did one in warmups. Like it was a legit 65 point dive. So take us through that and, and the thought process. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I uh, categorize that memory as generally a good memory. So, <laughs> um, but let's see, I guess this, this dive in 2019 at nationals starts. Um, so that year, I think I practiced it. I don't know, up to like seven, eight times. Not that many. Wow. <laughs> Maybe only a few out of the bubbles. Um, and then fast forward to Black Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I did like a really good 404. Mm-hmm. 
and like one of my like maybe best ones and got like sixes on it and i was like yep that's disappointing yep i don't know i don't know what else you want from us girls (laughs) yep that's that's your like not to cut you off aaron and i talk about that all the time with uh with female athletes like at nationals last year it's like we saw a lot of inward doubles and like it's not going above sixes so why waste the dive now you know yeah yeah but it's like what else do you you know what else do you want from us but anyway um so didn't get paid for it and then during prelims washed over pretty far on my stomach on the 404 and we were like well we know you're gonna be like amped up again tonight and like we have this in our pocket and i'm just thinking like I just want to be a badass and like do this thing for me. I've always been kind of a person who just competes against myself. Like I just want to either have the best performance that I can or improve from the one before. Um, So that's usually been me as a competitor. Um, So I just wanted to be a badass. I was like, I know that I can do this. Like this would be so freaking cool. So um let's see i think it was my second dive i don't do a lot of i didn't do a lot of tuck dives mm. um i just could never know where i was and coming out of a pike is easier so i never like had to use tack or worried about slipping out and i remember i think it was the the colorado mesa kids they had some tack like right on the hot tub and i was like getting ready and i like looked at it i didn't even think about putting it on and then I had to go up there and change the dive and wait for them and I think that just made me even more nervous and yeah there's a pretty dope video on my Instagram that yes. Peyton got of the slow motion of my hand slipping mm-hmm. and I don't even think I like there definitely wasn't enough time for me to realize like what the heck just happened and then it was just water was smacking me right in the side of the face um (laughs) but I think I laughed that off pretty well um if I can remember correctly and I know that Dave has talked about this dive um but I I think he was coming from more like damn we were kind of doing this to win but I was coming more from like I just wanted to be a badass and do this. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so awesome. So, yeah, I mean, looking at the points, I was like 50 points away from first place. Um, but I I don't think I would go back and change that. Yeah. Uh, it would I mean, completing it in warm up and like you said, it being decent like <laughs> That's enough for me. Yeah. I was so excited when that dive was coming in the order. Cause again, I saw the warm up super jacked. It was like, this is legit, especially for D2. This is going to be one of the like the historic dives in in our you know division two history. And of course the slip out, and it was like, oh no. And, and then at that point, here's what was crazy. I'm gonna finish that story because you <laughs> didn't even you didn't even take eighth place. Like you still beat somebody, like which yeah. is so so crazy right so you had a failed dive at nationals you did 10 dives and you still beat someone like that is 
the yeah. definition of badass. I mean, yeah, yeah, so cool. And then what was really fun and really interesting, I knew Dave well enough, and and it seemed like everybody wanted to give their opinion. And it was like, you know, why why do that dive second? Why even do that dive? And I was just like, Dave, why not? Like that was that was historic. That was so cool. She was clearly capable. I mean, if you watched warm up, so. I was definitely in your guys' corner. It was amazing to watch. And I mean, even cooler that you, you still beat somebody with it. <laughs> um, of course. Yeah. So then again, following up same meet, you, you, you mentioned earlier, you kind of more of an emotional diver. What I probably remember, if not your inward two and a half was Peyton's one meter entire final list the kid changed like three dives during finals. And I swear he changed the first one and he hit it. And then he changed the second one. He hit it even better. And he's like, has this momentum and it's all building up. And I think he did the best front three and a half talk that I've seen in division two. What was it like on deck as a teammate in that situation when you're watching your teammate just absolutely go off? Yeah. Yeah. I do remember that final. I mean, Watching them do their thing, Josh, Peyton, Ben, um, Cade, Julio, like I, I've always gotten very excited, but you know, being at home as well, or I guess home, yeah. Yeah. um, being at home for that was just even that much more freaking dope and yeah, I I don't know. I <laughs> I've gone through some concussion things, so my memory isn't <laughs> not very precise. Um, but I just I do remember that being such an exciting, exciting final for them. Um, and like you said, I'm more of an emotional diver, so I feel like I really get into that and uh, kind of thrive off of that energy that they bring. For sure. So Cassie, this is just uh, an off topic. What's uh, on the list here is so your senior year would have actually been the COVID year then, correct? My junior year was Geneva, Ohio, which was, I, I don't know. I guess you could call it the COVID year. Yeah. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. I wasn't, I wasn't sure. And I was going to say like, how did, how did you handle that? Cause I know the women only competed three meter, you know, how was that as an athlete to kind of battle through and have your meet canceled in the middle of it? Yeah, um, I guess a, a few things to that note. Um, I, let's see, I, I'm looking back, I didn't realize that I was lucky to have even gotten to compete three meter. Um, yeah, I, you're right. I didn't think about that. You're right. <laughs> I finished, I never have liked three meter as much. I love one meter. Um, but I finished prelims in first place that meet and I came back and shit the bed <laughs> in, in finals I was so nervous I was ha- doing a terrible job at um just like down regulating myself and uh having control of my emotions and I was I was so like disappointed in myself after that like <laughs> I think I was, since I was seated first, I was eighth in the lineup. So I did my last dive, looked at the board and thought I was going to be in eighth place, but I was probably 
<laughs> like more sad that I was in second. I, I think I went over to Dave and wanted to start crying and he said no, like no tears until after the podium. Um and got down off the podium and just cried into his shoulder. Um and and looking back, like that's a great lesson for me to like value that I even had that chance that year because yeah. I was a junior and Josh and Peyton like completely yeah. got any everything basically taken from them and our swimmers and I mean yeah, it was point. a traumatic time in the world for everybody yeah um, but yeah I think it was after having not a great event at the time I was like well this is sort of a relief <laughs> that I don't have to do one meter um but taking it as a lesson to just be more grateful be more in the moment for what I do have because you literally never know what yeah <laughs> absolutely um you know kind of just touching base on you know the, the 405 and COVID and things like that you know as you look back what would, would you change anything about your career and or like what advice would you want to give your younger self about going into your diving career um I've always been somebody who like doesn't like to do the like, oh, what if I did this mm -hmm. or I would go change this. So I would say that I I wouldn't change anything about nice. my diving career. I think that with all the ups and downs, it teaches you really important lessons for life. Oh. Um, and I really value that. Um, I think if I was able to just give myself some advice, it would probably be alluding to that mental piece. Mm -hmm. uh, just making sure that when you get into that nervous spotlight situation that you can, you can do what you're there to do, do the stuff that you know you can do, mm -hmm. um, and just really be able to be in full control of yourself mm -hmm. um, so that you can have the the best outcome that you could ask for yeah awesome for sure um mine is pretty simple here what are you doing now and what are uh, some of the plans for the future yeah so right now i am five months away from finishing my master's of science of athletic training nice yeah yeah that is a two-year program so when i graduated undergrad in may of 2021 i had like a month long break and then grad school started. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I've been doing. And then also having the awesome opportunity to be a graduate assistant for the team. Um, I've been so busy for the past two years. <laughs> um, the busiest I have ever been in my life. Um, usually most GAs, they do more of like a part-time graduate program. Mine is definitely more of a full-time graduate program and I have clinical and like 12 to 16 hours of class a week depending on um, the semester. Um, so I've been so freaking busy with that but the experiences that I've been able to have to have coaching experience while also learning to be an athletic trainer um, and just get all of these different perspectives 
on athletics that I feel like are going to help me a lot in my profession has been so invaluable. Um, so that is what I have been doing. Um, and then once I graduate in May, I have some loose plans. Um, nothing super concrete of exactly where I'd want to work, but I'm looking to stay in the college setting um, for athletic training and would love to work with gymnastics and or swim and dive. Um, I feel like they're mostly misunderstood sports and being somebody who understands them would probably be really helpful <laughs> to those athletes. Um, so yeah. Yeah, for sure. I like that. I like that a lot. Well, we'll get into our signature questions here. Um, we don't treat failure like it's a bad thing. We treat failure like an opportunity for growth. So from that lens, what would you say your favorite failure has been or your best opportunity for growth? Hmm. Hmm. I feel like I thought about this earlier and then it's escaping me right now. <laughs> it's always how it goes, right? When the, when the, when, when the world's listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I feel like it's definitely one that I already touched on with um, nationals 2020 in Geneva. Um, just going into finals in first place and just being too too hyped up I think one thing that when I reflect on that is I wish that I didn't do the whole like music and watch nobody and try and be in my own world I think that that is kind of like resisting the moment and not being present necessarily I mean I get on a black Tuesday when there's 50 women I'm not gonna oh. like stay in the moment the whole time but for a final like that I think that I tried too hard to um kind of remove myself from everything and um I think the best opportunity for growth would have been being more present in that moment sure it's really interesting you say that you know my I don't know you, Cassie, very well. This is the first time I've actually had a conversation with you, so I'm really excited about that. But my perception was, wow, she's really intense. She's really in the zone. I like that. You know, obviously, some people know what works for them. I was not that way, but it's really cool to observe that. And, you know, to, to go a, even a step further, I would absolutely compare you to one of our best in the country, Sarah Bacon. You know, I, I see your processes as very similar when you're on deck and you're in an intense competition it's like all right i'm here it's uh i got my suit and tie on like it's is gives a is a business trip like here we go and it was very apparent that those two styles they they work well for you too but it's really interesting to hear that you maybe would have mixed that up for a final um saying those things you did about being a little more present a little more in the moment so it's it's cool to hear you share that um yeah. Next one I have here. What do you think the NCAA could do to improve from the diving aspect? Yeah. Um, I, I think about this a lot, that our season is so freaking long compared to every other collegiate sport. Um, and I think it mostly works well for swimming 
Um, but my my junior year, 2019-2020, I took time off with a concussion and then came back and was still able to go to Geneva. Um, but physically, I felt so good after having basically like two months of physical rest. Um, so it's, I mean, it's definitely in control with each school as well. You could decide to make your season shorter if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like especially divers are a little bit overworked by the time that we get to conference and national. Sure. Yeah. All right. So I, I have two follow-ups for this and uh, I just think, you know, you've seen the new rule change with D2 and qualifying. Oh. So you don't, if you don't want to comment, you're more than welcome to a couple follow-ups. Do you like the new rule change? No. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, that's fine. Why do you not like it? Um, It seems like it's attempting to just, make less uh have less people there on tuesday um but i from what i've seen and i guess being a coach now it seems like it's backfired and now there's just more frequency of upscoring Gosh, you're awesome thank you for saying that you're super fair you nailed it you're on it Keep going uh, now that now that you said it we can just like aaron and i agree like they made a rule that i agree with you that they are trying to lower the numbers on tuesday i think that's very apparent with the rule change and all that's really happened is we're just seeing scoring going up and it's just going to continue to have an issue okay so next question do you wish there were less people at the tuesday meet or do you really not care like what was your feelings going into that pre-qualification meet um i guess like after learning how stuff worked my freshman year um i don't think it bothered me too much my freshman year i was just like happy to be there. yeah uh, for sure but then i think my sophomore year there was like almost 60 girls yeah i remember and that year yep i can't do this for five hours yep. yeah <laughs> so i i feel like our entire qualification process just kind of needs to be changed more than just doing this tiny little adjustment that you can still lie your way to Tuesday. But (laughs) I love it. I love the way you said it. No, no. Someone, someone has to say it. Someone you're not wrong. You're not wrong. (laughs) And it's like, why can't we just look at division one and kind of do i don't know do something so would you be so would you be more in favor of a a zone style meet like i don't think that will ever happen in d2 i I would be personally i would be more in favor of a zone style meet um but what's your thoughts like a zone meet or a pre-qualification meet uh yeah i feel like leaning more towards the zone meet okay would, would make more sense and like you said like probably won't ever happen yeah but we can only dream Yep. Yep. All right. I just, I feel like, I I don't know why I just keep coming back to this. I feel like there's a really easy or not, I guess it's not easy, but we should have auto qualifiers that don't even have to do the prequal meet or a, or a zone meet. Like if you took top eight, you're in for the next year. And if you graduate, that's just another spot. Somebody can fill that's younger. I, I don't know, man. 
I, I don't disagree. All right. And then last one I'll ask is, um, I think this will become a conversation at some point. Do you like the 11 dive format or do you wish it was just a six dive format? Uh, are you talking about like at nationals at nationals? That is correct. Um, I like 11 dive. Nice. I, I, You're with yeah. us. Yeah, I think it's important to be good at your voluntaries because yeah. what Division One doesn't do voluntaries, yeah. right? Yeah, correct. that's correct. I, I don't actually, I'd be curious. I think we talked about this before, but I've always speculated that the reason they don't do it is because your top 20 people are all going to do them for eight and a half, nines, and it's going to be negligible difference where you have seen it. In Division Two. you could have a 30-point lead after voluntaries. You know, I think you had one of the higher female scores of the last couple years on vols and like if your voluntaries are making or breaking the difference between you making top eight and not that means you need to be working your voluntaries and your basics more anyway yeah yeah absolutely i awesome. definitely vote to to keep them i think at geneva that was something that helped me stay up high even yep. when i did not have a good final yep so yep. Balls are important. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. I think, uh, I don't want to speak for Aaron, but we've talked about this at length and, uh, we're, we're 11 dive fans for division two and division three division one. We understand why that is just six. We're not division one. And if coaches think we are, uh, we're just lying to ourselves. So <laughs> I think there's only like two men in the last like eight years that can go compete at division one and not just get destroyed. And one of them is uh Holio over there. And I think Cade could as well on one meter for sure. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. now transitioning into these next signature questions, you know, what's your favorite drill as an athlete? Ooh, favorite drill. Um, I would say, I would say for conditioning, just like hanging leg lifts. Yeah. Sure. Um, and then we do, we put like two panel mats all like folded up next to each other. So they're like a little bit off the ground. Mm -hmm. And then you leave enough space for if you're like in a tuck and you roll back, then your head is going to go in between the two panel mats and mm -hmm. your shoulders are on the panel mats. Mm -hmm. Follow kind of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then, then roll and then come out drill for a tuck and then pike, pike ball, pike op. Cool. Um, yeah. just And that was something that Dave's always done uh with us most most of the stuff i do with the kids now is kind of just everything he's ever taught me <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll definitely uh we're definitely going to ask you for a video because i feel like we're going to have a, some coaches ask like what the heck is she talking about but that's like that. awesome um all right best advice given and or received Ooh, best advice given or received Mm. let's see this earlier this season one of my divers she was like you know really upset at me wasn't doing good blah blah, blah. <laughs> second to do. and and just like it's it, it was a dual meet too so not super big of a deal but like you're not gonna be on every day and like i get i i get that it's hard but and and like the extra circumstances that we've had with our team this year like right. i i understand what you're going through i get this but you you can't just don't always expect that from yourself especially at a dual meet you know at yeah. the beginning of the season 
you just you just can't always be on yeah yeah that's that's a that's spot on we talk about that all the time it doesn't matter where i've been yeah um who would you like to hear us interview next Ooh, i think i i thought about this earlier as well um and now it's also escaping me um where is that oh have you guys had amar on we have not oh i think yeah just from um like my interactions with him Mm -hmm. at nationals um he seems he seems like very kind very great guy um i'd love to hear about his his diving experience as an international he's older things like that um yeah good pick um and then this is the last question we have for you is uh you know what question are we not asking that we should be Hmm. what question are you not asking that we should um I feel like it's cliche. Like, what, what's the biggest lesson that you've mm-hmm. taken from diving? No, I think I think yeah. that's good. I think those are good questions. Like, I think, like they're cliche, but they're cliche for a reason. Like, you, you know, you say it to your athletes, you're like, it's cheesy, but like, you know, you do the small things right, the big things. It's like, yeah, because it's true. <laughs> like, there's a reason it's cheesy. So, um, no, awesome. So. Um, just for our listeners, remember, it's going to start to be that time of the year where we're going to be advertising uh, diving camps on our Instagram page. Um, reach out to us via Instagram for that. Um, you can check out um, the links in the link tree. We're going to start sharing those again. Um, and then last from me is uh, honestly, Cassie, this was awesome. You know, messaging you a couple months back right before finals. You're like, yeah, I would love to do it. But finals are a little crazy. Um, we're just very grateful that you were, uh, able and willing to join us. It was really, really cool to get to hear your perspective as kind of, like I said, one of those people that helped build you indie into what it is. So, um, you know, just know that like, no matter where programs go, no matter where coaches go, like us, Aaron and I, we're always going to know that you were part of that crew. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. And I appreciate being able to be on here and share my story and have some time with you guys. So yeah thank you so awesome. much yep. yes of course and and my audio was a little weird at the beginning so uh i don't know if it got mentioned but check out episode number two it's our diving 101 if you're brand new to the sport that helps with all the numbers the letters the degree of difficulty all that stuff but um until next time you just hit us up on instagram we are at the diving pod our email is the diving pod at gmail.com Again, head over to divingpod.itemorder.com. That is where our t-shirts and hoodies are for sale. Just enter DivePod at checkout. Thank you again, Cassie. Really fun to uh, actually have a conversation. And, um, you know, I'm really excited to, to see what's next for you. Of course. Thank you, guys. All right. We'll see you next time.